Welcome to Mighty Moms. We introduce you to mothers of children with special needs. Kavita George is here with me and uh, over the course of the next hour, you're going to find out more about her and a lovely daughter called Amaya. Hi, how are you? I hope the family and you are safe and healthy. Hi, Rishi. Thank you so much. We are all well and uh, hope you all are well too. Thanks for checking in. We're doing well. So tell me, lovely Amaya comes into your life in 2009. If I'm not mistaken, you guys were in Singapore at the time. Tell me about this delightful daughter of yours and the journey that you've traveled with her. Yes, sure. So Amaya was born in December 2009. And uh, of course, we were absolutely thrilled with her arrival. She's our second daughter after a gap of eight years. And uh, it was almost like a brand new experience. Everyone thinks, oh, your second child. But because the gap was so much, the arrival of the little one and all the experiences were super. And this happened in Singapore. Yes, we were there at that time. And uh, yes, to speak a little more in detail about what happened, everything was fine except for a very prolonged labor, which actually should have, you know, been a red flag. Yeah, so everything was in hindsight side but um, so all okay at time of birth but as we progressed along as you know being a new mother always comes with its own difficulties however I experienced or noticed a lot of different aspects when I compared her to my elder daughter so we do have a very general idea of the milestones that every child should achieve at particular ages and I noticed that she was not really coping up with those expected milestones and uh, definitely when we kind of you know are apprehensive about it and wondering what's happening you always have uh, very well-wishing advice from all over saying that oh don't worry about it and she's gonna be fine and uh, I am very thankful in a lot of ways that I really did not listen to that. I went by my instincts and uh, I made sure that I was already starting to speak and see at that time, I I don't think I depended a a lot on Google, a little bit of Google. And immediately I connected with doctors who I knew, starting with family members who were doctors and uh, then being very firm about at least getting it checked what's wrong and not waiting and hoping that this will all change because head holding which is one of the major milestone was not achieved and that to me was a big big red flag and today i'm very grateful for trusting my instincts because uh, we started intervention very early as early as uh, eight months that's when we got to know that uh, initial diagnosis was something called the global developmental delay which i feel is the most ambiguous term to use because you don't know what to expect you just need to watch you just need to pray hope and uh, that to me was at that time i accepted it and all what was was told to me is you have to keep working on her milestones to ensure that the lag is not widened the bridge is not widened so uh, there is a neurological age and there is a chronological age so at 10 months if the child is expected to reach a milestone probably the child is functioning as a one okay he's there he's supposed to sit down he's still not you know uh, getting up or things like that so that was what was explained that you just make make sure that this bridge is not widened that you have a four-year-old child who's you know functioning at at a six-month level that was my understanding at that point of time. 
And I say this particularly if there are parents listening to once again, trust your own instincts and uh, early intervention is the very best for any of such cases. Now, in the first two months of Amaya coming onto this into this planet after delivery, there was no smile, head-holding did not happen, there was a lack of response and initiation, and there were feeding issues. That's what Kavita means by, you know, reach a, a pediatrician very early and, you know, uh, get intervention done. So, you know, six months later, you come to Mumbai, and that's when, these are Kavita's words, not mine. She wrote a beautiful note to me, and she says, that was the beginning of our long-drawn affair with doctors and therapists. So, a Generic uh, diagnosis happens, but thank God she gets better. Walking and speaking were a little challenging, but you could see her getting better. And then what was the diagnosis, uh, Kavita? Yes, so we were, so the global developmental delay was the broad umbrella which we were working under and we tried. Then when walking became even more challenging for her, we finally had to undergo a surgery basis, a lot of uh, advice that was given for her. She used to walk on her toes very extensively so unless the heel doesn't come down you can't walk so that's the surgery which we did and that was when we got a diagnosis of uh, diaplegic cerebral palsy and here again I would like to mention a few things which I think would benefit other listeners I went through a rigmarole over here meeting all the doctors finally I settled down to go to Bangalore for my daughter's surgery because I was it was very important that the doctor, whoever is working on her or doing the surgery for her, gives me the comfort that, you know, he's in charge and there's no rushed affair there and gives me enough time to answer my queries. So here, I think it's very important that final decision makers should not be a doctor, should be the parent. Doctors will advise, others will advise, but you are the person who's responsible for your child's future and therefore take enough advice, but you make the choice, you take the responsibility of taking the decision and the decision ideally, we pray, should be at the right time. So that was again, we got this diagnosis, but there again, we had a huge issue where I saw that uh, if anyone has seen Amaya, Amaya is a 11 and a half year old child, but she can pass off as a two, three year old child because her growth has stunted. So she's not grown since she was four years old in size. And that to me, again, was a big question mark, having visited many doctors and no one was able to give me a right answer. And by any scope of imagination, even at four years, she was underweight compared to a four-year-old. So uh, she still weighs 10 kgs, which is grossly underweight. I mean, I don't know what percentile she'll ever fall in. And that's where she is. So that to me was worrying because if your body cannot support, you know, as you grow older, what will happen? That's a dilemma. And uh, yeah, so finally, during the lockdown is when we were all homebound. And, uh, you know, so Amaya is a very outgoing person, but we were definitely homebound and things like that. And she had an episode of falling ill there where she was throwing up and, you know, within overnight, she kind of shrinked uh, into her, I mean, 
everything looked, she looked very pale and I was really worried and no doctors around. So thankfully I got a doctor close by and I rushed. And then one thing led to another, finally got her diagnosis from a good neurologist, a very simple person, but he knew his, uh, you know, he knew everything. So here again, sometimes the most simple, normal doctors can do what, you know, big names can't. And uh, because they simply have the time, they have the heart to actually do a little research and advise you. And that worked for my daughter after so many years. So she's diagnosed with this very rare syndrome called the cocaine syndrome, where the major aspect is that the growth is stunted. It's a progressively deteriorating condition. And uh, therefore, that is the reason why, you know, the cross motor skills, the walking, the speech, everything is affected. And that kind of put to rest my internal struggle and quest that I'm doing so much and why is it not happening because all the other things there should be some improvement and I'm saying where where am I going wrong always because putting this child through so many therapies and things like that she was not regressing at all but she was not even improving as far as her gross motor skills, her walking is concerned. Speech and everything, I mean, she's only gotten better in everything else and smarter. So, yes, that's that's Amaya's story. And I believe she's quite the little diva. <laughs> oh, yes. She loves she... her clothes, jewelry. Tell us a little bit about that, her lifestyle. So, you know, her favorite thing is uh, the South Indian in her is very, you know, robust. So she loves her ghagra, potu, bangle and her toti. I mean, she will actually stand there and ask me for things, which I don't see even my elder daughter doing. You know, like she loves her clothes. She'll be selective. No, I don't want this. So that's the quite fun bit. She will she will always blush when her father compliments her, when her brother compliments her. And um, we always make fun uh, saying, you know, she's the Imran Hashmi of our house, the big hugger, <laughs> kisser. She will kiss you, hug you and make you feel so special. So that's my Amaya for us. I mean, she's always uh, the center of attraction. Yeah. Well, your husband, and for those of you who don't know, one of the foremost A&R men and media professionals in this country, Georgie George, contrary to his passion for international music and Western music, I believe Amaya likes her Bollywood. <laughs> Tell me about that. He Well, it's simple. He thinks she's taken after me. I love Bollywood. <laughs> And uh, also, mind you, Bollywood, she likes, uh, you know, Akhmare, item numbers, all of that. <laughs> so she loves to groove on all of these. But there is a very saintly side of Amaya. She loves gospel music. And uh, she will make everyone sing gospel music, whoever knows her. That's really lovely. Kavita George is also founder and managing director of Communicare Education and Training LLP. And she works to educate kids with special needs by incorporating best practices from across the globe. She empowers parents, educators, therapists. It's not easy. All of us are coping with the new normal. Schools have gone online. But tending to children with special needs during this entire lockdown phase, how has Communicare and how have you managed, Kavita? Tell us about that. So at Communicare, we are uh, doing a readiness program for those children between the age of 8 to 7 years. So my experience has 
definitely taught me as a mom and now as a professional also, like everyone knows, that early intervention between these ages, when we are doing early intervention, there is a lot of positive impact that happens. And it's very important for younger parents to understand that what we have, the setup at home and things like that, is a comfort zone. But the child, sooner or later, like every other child, should go out. And are we preparing the child for that scenario? Most often than not, it's negative. And uh, you know that I'm a hardcore believer in inclusion. And when I say inclusion, it's always thought about only from a school perspective. But I would say inclusion in every area of life, because, you know, as we all have kids, and we do multiple things with our child. But when you have a special child, you will see that these multiple things that we do in terms of extracurricular activity or anything else, a special child in a way tends to get isolated, not with any particular intent. It's just that the child is not prepared or the child is not privy to this. Parent also feels uncomfortable. So here's a program that we are wanting to give a very open learning experience, a very beautiful environment for the child to experience everything like how a child, normal child would do. So we have incorporated a lot of extracurricular activities apart from the eight developmental domains. So, you know, development is across, you know, you have your gross motor, fine motor, the daily living activities, even in speech, we have the expressive language, receptive language, we have cognition, emotional skills, social skills, we never think about this in, you know, in these kind of areas. I mean, it just happens naturally. However, when we have a child who needs special attention, and special skills for teaching this, we have to break it up into these, you know, different compartments. And we work on every aspect of it. So that's what Communicare does. And uh, we are there to support the parent because I firmly believe the best of, you know, intervention, the best of advice, everything goes for a toss if you do not have the learning environment at home or the circumstantial, you know, area that what the parents go through. I mean, you can, can have everything, but you should be able to implement it. That is where there is has been a lot of gap for very many parents. It could be due to the family dynamics. It could be due to lack of understanding. There are many times that some parents just are not comfortable. You know, you always have a parent. So that's why moms take over many a times because moms tend to have the patience. And yes, the fathers are normally the breadwinners, need to go to work. So that is the reason why we have this program where we are supporting the parents and it's very parent-centric and child-led and of course never forgetting our goals that we need for the child so that's to give you a short introduction but more than anything we also make it a fun experience because you know as soon as we get a diagnosis it's all anxiety confusion lack of uh, clarity and then it's a very task oriented doctor and I'm going to do this so you make her do sit-ups 10 times you make her do uh, something else 10 times it's very task oriented and where there is no fun there is no learning there is no initiation so these are the areas I think we are 
very, very focused on the mind-body awareness to make sure that the child understands more about his or her own body. And that's when you will see that, you know, he or she is initiating activities, initiating play, anything that you would like them to do. So that's the focus. But I'm, I'm very curious to know how you've been handling these extreme circumstances, which is lockdown. Have you taken the classes online? If so, for example, if you're working on motor skills, normally if you were to have a physical class where you're sitting with the children, it becomes a little easier, doesn't it? Yes. So do you have parents at the other end of the line on an online session actually acting out those exercises with the child, all the instructions? Tell me about how you've coped through this phase. Yes. So, Richie, this has been quite tough, but it's been extremely gratifying and uh, empowering. And I'll tell you why. So as soon as uh, the lockdown started, of course, the first couple of months, everyone was wait and watch kind of a thing. And that is when there was a lot of, uh, you know, troubles that the parents also were having just to keep the children engaged. And for special children, a day of not doing anything is a step backward in their developmental journey. So that's when I have the entire team and we geared up for this online session. And the essence of it was never lost in terms of fun. But what we had is we had one more team member and that's the parent. So the parent was actually guided with everything. So the entire team was there and the parent became the co-therapist. And we had very clear-cut sequencing in terms of what is it that we are going to do. We made sure that, uh, you know, nothing is repetitive, nothing is uh, so difficult that the parent cannot do it. And uh, yes, the online mode, initially, every parent said this will not work. And we said, let's give it a try. We also were learning, you know, how to do it right. And uh, I must tell you that we just, you know, we worked a lot. We had a lot of homework to do. We kept getting, you know, taking the parental feedback but the entire program was beautifully implemented online and the best outcome out of it now parents know the entire drill you know so it's very easy for them to do multiple activities there are so many things that we as parents never get into those details because we always think there is somebody else doing it when the onus is on us yes it is not easy but once you get into that mode you get so empowered and that's for life because we have to remember when parents take that training, the parent is the constant bigger factor in the child's life. Therapists come, therapists go. But if we were able to train the parent in a way that you can use this throughout his or her life, whatever he needs to. And also how to think, okay, because that also needs a little bit of getting used to. So a lot of parents wonder why is this happening? And sometimes it's very simple things. I'll give you an example that, you know, there was a parent, this was somewhere else, a parent where the child kept climbing on top of a ladder or something. And they were very scared because it's dangerous. And the grandmother kept you know, looking and saying, uh, he, she was very annoyed. She kept saying, why aren't you coming down? Uh, you know, why are you doing this? How many times have I told you? Isn't this something which we have told? Blah, blah, blah. 
and they were wondering what happened and as we introspected we realized that the child was never told come down you know you're going on telling many things but you're not saying you come down like this i mean you know and it was as simple as that once that was told and you know there has to be something that gives him a fun element to it the child will come down so these things we also learned a lot parents learned a lot so it was really fun but i must confess it is exhausting for the parents no doubt about it because you know to take that time out and to be with the kids just as how it is exhausting the online school is exhausting many parents so you can imagine it is much much higher the stress levels over here but i must say all the parents my parents they all love it and they have trusted us and i think they are very happy that they got into this Well I have to tell all of you who are listening or watching that Kavita is a trained professional in the special needs sector and she has numerous certifications and I'm talking about learning disorder management child psychology therapy training what to do for a brain injured child adapted yoga and of course uh, courses in autism movement therapy but what I most like is that she's an evangelist of alternate therapies you briefly mentioned it but i'd like you to talk about it you use music dance art therapy and you yourself are a trained uh, dancer and dance teacher in multiple dance forms how have you seen the reaction of using alternative therapies on children with special needs so music is a universal language and there is no child who does not like music yes the volumes may be disturbing at times okay so that is something that we are aware of some but music is something which all children work with and it comes then movement again is extremely important and i realized this all the more because while growing up learning dance nobody ever told you look it activates your left brain and right brain and but today i know that as a result of learning dance and i'm sure a lot of dancers would agree is that you know the multitasking and the critical thinking and all the complex functions are definitely enhanced as a result of the movement that you have and it's very important and this is not just for special needs for anyone i think to ensure that you do have movement in your life you see a lot of kids have very sedentary life now and that's really important so we incorporate a lot of movement so it may not be exactly dance but it's movement in terms of you know what is required for the child to ensure that the range of motion is improved the strength is improved and the child knows the body awareness is enhanced and it's very important for them to use their body in multiple ways and that has a beautiful impact on the brain developed so that's where we are using movement and this is something which i have learned while i did an intensive training with amaya in uh, toronto with our partners there now they are our partners and they are adapted spiral praxis so it's subset of somatic therapy so it's a lot of movement and uh, also yoga we are you know this is the land of yoga but the strange thing is again yoga is misunderstood and probably you know the expectations out of the special kids everyone thinks it's not possible 
but we are using yoga and which is very calming so yeah it's a beautiful area of uh, work that has actually been received very well by the children and the parents wonderful so if you are a parent of a child with special needs you want to work with communicare or you want your child to work with communicare then this is how you can reach out kavita if you could give coordinates where people can call or reach out uh, that would be wonderful please oh, you can reach out to communicare to my number that's 8283090001 i repeat 8283090001 our website is www.communicare c o m m u n i c a r e education e d u c a t i o n dot com so that's our website and uh, we are there on insta also at uh, communicare education it's the same spelling so you can reach out at any time i want to sign off by you talking to parents of children with special needs since mighty mums this mother's day special is in particular about you know special needs uh, mothers it's not easy you were talked about surgeries that amaya has gone through multiple diagnoses and at every stage you meet with pain and frustration maybe it starts off with a why me what is it that i've done wrong or why why my child then i'm sure there are phases of total breakdown where one just cries and cries other times you know one is able to find the unique strength and resolve parents of children with special needs they're listening they're watching now what would you like to tell them so there's one thing i always believe in that unless you are not a happy person you cannot be a happy mother sister wife whatever role you adopt so it's very very important to understand that you need to take care of your own health of your own self and i particularly say this to the mums do not get fooled by any titles that you get i mean we always hear oh you know nobody can do it. to kind of do it all by herself i would always suggest and uh, appeal that you must delegate few things to wherever you find confidence and i think um, when you are there asking for help one of the big things what indian women have a problem is to ask for help because health that's very important so for that i would say definitely take some time out in the day which is your me time and i'm sure a lot of people have said this you've heard it multiple times and you've chosen to probably do this sometime but it's always another day another day and remember if you truly love your family and your child your child needs you nothing should be compromised as far as your own health is concerned because if you are not healthy you can't do anything for the child and there's no one who can do better so it's important that you take care of yourself second thing is i definitely would say that do not make your child very dependent on you by doing everything for the child that's where the training comes so you know to cut off from everything because you have a child with special needs that's also it's impractical or maybe practical it is happening but it is not the right thing because you need to break off we are all human okay we are not i wouldn't say super moms does not mean that you know you have anything as we're all human but we need to take a break i think family can step in a big way 
friends can step in. And this is the third thing I would like to mention about is that I've always noticed it's only the parents of children with special needs or the professionals who are even, you know, bothered to listen about it. We all speak about an inclusive society and yes, everyone is empathetic about it, but will somebody actually take time out and spend some time with that family or just check with the family? Hey, you know, uh, you want to go to the parlor? I can step in for a couple of hours. That is something which I really wish there are more people understanding that and uh, being able to have that uh, kind of, a, I would say, a buddy system where, you know, we can just have someone else to help us. And that's very important. Going out for some time with your spouse, very important. Taking time out. And I can't stress enough on this because it does take a huge toll on, you know, the family dynamics. So, husband-wife relationships, sibling relationships, because there's so much of attention that one person takes. It's not intentionally, but this happens. And uh, therefore, it's important that you have enough time with the other members, each of the other members of the family, or make it a group kind of uh, activity time and things like that, where even the other children feel involved and you are getting some time out as well. Yeah, so one of the biggest problems is there are multiple challenges and areas, but everything can be resolved. So try not to take every everything on your shoulder and feel the burden that you're ready to drop one step at a time and everything will be fine. And do get in touch with professionals if you need help. That's very important. Kavita George, a very, very happy Mother's Day to you. Keep being the mighty mom that you are. Much love to Amaya and your lovely family. Stay safe and healthy. And thank you for talking to me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Rishi. Thank you. Bye-bye.